Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed, and with me, with me, with me. I'd love to. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, with me, as always, is Merritt Larwood. Hello there, and and speaking before he's been introduced. Yeah, very you might, rude. You might know him as the face of Grinder. <laughs> it's Simon Fielder. Can I speak now? Yeah, you can you speak. You can now. talk now. Thanks very much. Sorry for talking um, before the before it started. Um, That's quite all right. Sorry for screwing just, up your introduction. I mean, you now can't use this in your show reel, which I know is your principal reason for being here. In that case, I'm going to go. Yeah, sure, fair enough. Also, can I just asterisk and say um, it's, it's not actually Grinder. What are you? What are you the face of? Um, it's um, Man Man World. <laughs> man, man, man World. Well, it's like Carpet World, isn't it? It's the offshoot of Carpet World. Let's buy the buy. We're here to talk about films. Oh, okay. not about advertising. That's right. Oh, you missold me on this entire podcast. Well, uh, it, it's only in part about advertising, and uh, we, we do like to take a sort of intellectual property bent on movies. And uh, bent, bent. Well, good, well done, jumping on that and turning it to comedy gold. <laughs> so sorry. Can we just start again and not no, have we, the no, horrifically offensive overtones? To no, any we, of can't, we can't. No, uh, we can never start again. Oh God. Once you've started with Wismy, there's no going back. <laughs> um, so movie films. Um, I mean, this, is, this is the last time we get a guest on. It's gone. All, all, normally, it's just me and David. We've forgotten how to talk to human beings, haven't we? Um, <coughs> My coffee's still here, Brit. Yeah, Marek's still unwell. Um, he will. I hope you don't die. Can I say that? Is that all right? Is that well? You can say if you mean it. I mean it. I really hope you don't die, Simon. What about you? I'm sort of indifferent. Why? I'm on the fence. Why? Well, because mainly because you keep casting aspersions on my sexuality and being quite unpleasant to well, me. Well, no, I said you were the face of Grinder. Doesn't mean you like to indulge in the activities of it. It's, a, fa- it's did, a fallacy. And if you did, I dangled that out there to see if anyone wanted to jump on it. Um, and I'm <laughs> just keep doing. <laughs> You're like a one-man carry-on film. Um, uh, right. I'm so, so sorry. It's quite right. Simon's brought in a film for us, which we will talk about in the second half. Um, which uh, is very exciting. But first off, let's just do talking ourselves because whenever Simon gets involved, this podcast goes downhill on a man. Yeah, right. Yeah, it goes right up the shitter. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, first off, something that's got nothing to do with Marrick's uh, bombing man fixation <laughs> is I have news for you, Marrick. Uh oh, I've been fired. Uh, no, I have. This is the last ever podcast. You need to be paid to be fired. Um, I <laughs> I have uh, leapt ahead in my IMDb 250 game. What? I have seen the original Psycho. So for those who don't know, we're playing a game where if you go to IMDb, you go to the bottom, there's the top 250 films. You scroll through those films until you find one you haven't seen. That is your IMDb, uh, IMDb score. Have you heard of this game, Simon? Have you we've made that we're vaguely familiar. I am gonna, do you know what your score is? I'm going to put it out there yeah. that I... How do you score it? Do you say the number? The number okay. of the first oh. film. I'll, we'll go down now. So okay, uh, I'm gonna before I look. Yeah. What do you? I'm gonna say three because okay. if one is Citizen Kane, Citizen it's Kane not up there. You know, no, really, it's not up there. No. So okay, oh god, we'll in go. that case, I could even go one because there's a few. Shawshank Redemption. Yes, seen. Godfather. No. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two. Yeah, was incredible. You've not seen The Godfather. Oh, no, it's so bad, wow. isn't it? No, no. I mean, it's fine. But I actually have it on DVD in my house. It's a good film. It's just very really difficult to go that? because it's really long. A. It is brilliant. Quite long. I would love. To, yeah, I'm going to watch it. 
It's got some uh, good clarinet at the beginning to yeah. get you hooked. Well, you, know, then... you know I love woodwind. Yeah, yeah. They play Pop Goes the Weasel. Perfect. I think the first ten minutes of The Godfather is really boring. Oh, really? It's got Pop Goes the Weasel. Um, but it's... Really like, that bit. It's a long film. You've got three hours. <laughs> yeah, I have got three hours. Uh, my Mine is still... I've seen the first half of City Lights. Chaplin's where I fall down. So I think mine's 31, 33, and I've got another chaplain. Wow. Then I go all the way, way back to number, Lawrence Arabia. Number I've 90. seen, uh, I don't know if we talked about it, I've seen Interstellar now as well, so I've jumped ahead on what that. What number are you on? Um, oh, that's a good point. I've not looked. It's, You're winning the IMDb game. I don't think I am, because there's something you've seen that you talked about on Film Fandango before that I still have yet to watch. Um, I'm all the way down here, but let's keep going. Psycho, oh. City Lights I've seen, Rear Window... Uh, Intouchables it was called in this country but Untouchable is what it's called at number 38 yes but you're ahead of me it's then. a French film I've it's not brilliant. seen that either. absolutely brilliant I think that's probably some in the top 10 I've not even seen this well, is no one cares, a genuine concern no one cares Godfather 2 is number 3 I haven't seen that either 12 Angry Men I haven't seen 12 Angry Men Schindler's List yes Pulp Fiction yes Good the Bad and the Ugly yes Lord of the Rings The Return of the how King how is that up there how is that higher than the other Lord of the but, Rings but yes I have seen it and then Fight Club number yes, 10 yes Fight Club okay yeah so you just need to get over need that need to bang uh, out the Godfather, Godfather hump yeah. I think you might be the wrong guest for this podcast <laughs> yeah sorry about that <laughs> Who books people for this? Well, you asked, you asked to be on it. You asked. You put. You went out of your way to go on be on this. I mean, I almost feel like neither of you remember that I've been on it before, which has hurt me the most. You no, came I on remember. it. Okay, good. what did you bring in though? Remind us. Um, punching the clown. That's yes, it was right. really good. That's it was really good uh, from that stand yeah. I'm yeah, hoping that I'll be able to bring it back in the second half of the podcast when you, it turns out you both really enjoy the other round. Yeah. And the guy, well, the guy who actually made the film. Punching the clown tweeted us to say thank you. He did, didn't he? he? Yes, so well done. So really good independent film. Actually, if anything, there's quite a lot of weight on me to bring another sort of heavyweight contender who then gets in touch with the film. Well, we'll find out what it's going to be um, shortly. In a moment, can I go back to the fact I've seen Psycho? Yeah, this is a you previously. I don't need to see the remake. The remake of Psycho. Well, that's the best way round to do it, isn't it? I think probably. I mean, (laughs) uh, that way Vince Vaughn is a revelation. Uh huh. Um, No, it's. What did you think? It doesn't need saying. It is a superior version. It's it's brilliant. Um, Anthony Perkins' performance. Amazing, it's fantastic. From what I've read, it dogged the rest of his career because it's such a good performance and story. Obviously, the uh, I mean, we don't need to go into Psycho at depth because you know everyone apart from me apparently had seen it. But I want to talk about my favourite scene of the whole thing: the entirely superfluous um, Italian American detective at the end who falling downstairs. No, who explains oh, to everyone brilliant. what's just happened? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the psychologist, the yeah. psychiatrist, where they've just found out her her spoilers. They've <laughs> just found out her sister's definitely been killed, and he decided, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's dead." But let me tell you about the internal psychology of her killer. You'll want to know about that, right? And it's the most callous scene I've ever seen in a movie. It's quite odd because in your head, before you watch it, you've got you. Because famously, she generally gets killed in the first twenty minutes. Yes. But in your head, you sort of think, oh, actually, the, most of the films, the detective investigating it in the next hour. Yeah. So when you watch it, it's quite a surprise. It's, it's one of those films you all, that anyone going into it, it's so famous, will know. There's no surprise now. For You're anyone. waiting for the shower scene yeah, when yeah. you watch it, you know, these days. It's sort of, it's become the shower scene in Psycho, more than any of the other moments in it, I think, have sort of become bigger than the film. Yeah, where it's okay. now so parodied and it's part of our cultural lexicon, you know, that you could just if if they just throw in some images from that, like the sink, uh, the plug hole, and the yeah. blood or whatever, and everyone goes, "Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about." Now, to the extent that I can barely remember what happens in the rest of the film, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. apart from like, there's it's grandmother's dead. Well, no, well, well it's, him, it's him dressed imagery, up. I'm really yeah, yeah, yeah. The imagery is weird. Uh, the, the imagery of the house and him with the owl and, yeah. and the reception. But you do forget that it's it, it starts out being about a woman who works in a bank embezzling money. Oh, that's right. Having yeah. an affair. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a brilliant film. It's a brilliant film. But, as I say, if you watch it again, the psychiatrist at the end who's just explaining what a split personality is to people so, is that in the remake uh, no oh yes it is oh. I think I think it's, it's shot, shot for shot, shot, shot oh of course it is isn't it yeah. yeah 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 that's the thing about doing the IMDb game is that the films you watch 
gradually it will get slightly worse as you go down. <laughs> it's a great. Yeah. If anything, you should do the other side of 100 yeah. and go 250. Know, 250, yeah. 250. Oh, that's yeah. a lot. No, it is a lot. But no, I'm enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the game. But you you can vouch for uh, Untouchable or whatever it's called. It's called different things. Untouchable. Um, yeah. It's a film about a guy who's disabled and he's looking for someone. Uh, he's in a wheelchair bound and he's looking for someone to look after him. And he has a succession of really, really boring people who are just going to nurse him. He wants to sort of live his life in an exciting... It's based on a true story. Right. So he, as a carer, he hires this sort of uh, uh, big uh, black sort of uh, street guy who wants to have fun and do these crazy things. Street guy? Street guy. I don't know what you know, but you know, from a sort of... Yeah, street guy. Okay, sure. That's going to be acceptable, street guy. But uh, I think the performances are brilliant. Okay. I'd like to suggest another game... Which is um, how many minutes into that film um, I am weeping, and I'm going to say probably 17 minutes in. Really? The sounds of Are you a big cry? I cry a lot. In films. Oh yeah, I you cry. haven't seen this one. Have not seen it. I, I reckon I'd cry at the trailer of it. Easy. <laughs> I cry at anything. Yeah, Literally, I cry sometimes put... at a good advert, a good trailer. An advert? Not an advert. Trailers. That's the idea, though, isn't it? They I'm, manipulate you. I've not cried in years, guys. Oh God. Yeah, is that bad? Mm. Well, I suppose it gives this podcast a bit of gravitas, and maybe that we could go on a journey, and then at the end, yeah. we could all have a cry together. I could try and put a scene in the Bumming Man, which is an ongoing film that I'm talk- I've been talking about. Marek, it's in development. Okay, uh, Marek, that, that in development is, is made specifically to make you cry. <laughs> Wow. But why are you crying? Is it an ambiguous cry? Is it? I'm a, just. Re- I would cry. Et. I start bawling. Et. I'm. Re- you would think. That, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you might. I may come across as a, a bit of an asshole. What? An yeah, an insensitive asshole. I'm looking forward um, to the day that um, uh, all I, I all two hundred and three episodes of Film Fandango, or however many we get to, have to be listened to by a jury as evidence for. <laughs> Whether you did have a mental breakdown and murder a man, I'm looking. You for... really think this will be submissible as evidence? Of course, you're, you're, uh, you're, you know. Especially if you bum a man to death. Or what about if all our listeners are just psycho, paid for by the government? Because I'm seeing I'm on some threat list, <laughs> and they're not actually legitimate listeners. They're people listening, thinking right. Just listen to what state he's in. When's he going to go off? What's the name of the American uh, organisation that listens in on everything? I wanted to say NWA, but that's wrong. Um, NSA, yeah. What, you're saying all of our listeners are NSA agents? I'm saying about maybe (laughs) 70 or 80. Everyone but Chris Webb. If you say things like Al-Qaeda, bomb, stuff like that, key words that come up... You basically cost the American taxpayer millions. I'm going to say plot, uh, overthrow government. Words like this... (laughs) Uh, kill president. I don't want to be like looped into this thing. Yeah, but there could be some things scanning for these words. Oh, I've just said all the key words, mm. and if our listenership goes up by a thousand, <laughs> do they do they scan podcasts? I bet they've got. Think? I bet they've got equipment. That I can mean, do it. I want to go. No, but just in yes, case. Commodian just... Mayo is actually an Al Qaeda cell. cell I mean, yeah. we'll we'll see. If this podcast has got a lot of extra listeners, I've just said all the keywords. Other yeah. keywords, maybe it will be your last podcast, but for, you'll just disappear. Yeah, Marek's not here this week, listeners. You'll be like rend- it'll be rendition. You'll but, just, yeah. but Agent Johnson is here, mm. weirdly, to fill in for him. We'll make a nice change, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd love to talk. Less bumming, else. probably. Yeah. Um, well, um, you you wanted to talk about some films you've seen, Marek, before we get on to. Well, I was going film. to talk about this. Um, I went back to the recently to see my nan. Uh, who said uh, who's very lonely because my she was married to my grandfather for over 70 years blimey and wow. he, what's he, that anniversary 70 I don't know what it is just probably depressing one depressing one Sound? I think it's v- blue vein anniversary oh it's black hole yeah and he died at the start of the year so my nan's quite lonely oh. and um, she was saying that she finds it really hard to find films she likes they're all but violent and they're all got swearing in them. What my granddad had a problem with, uh, with mov- modern movies, and by modern movies I mean Jurassic Park, was the the noise. Uh, the, oh, how, yeah. How Too noisy loud. the soundtracks are. Cause Getting it's, Fast it's and Furious. Fast, well, he's dead now, so there's no point. Oh, OK. But, um, yeah, it's, it is a, a different era, isn't it? Where it was all a bit more gentle. And yeah. The camera, the camera could have sat back and just let it happen, like you were watching a play, really, in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Sounds like in Intouchable would be a great for, well, uh, for Nan. 
or maybe two maybe too close to home it's French Subtitles. and her eyesight's getting bad ah. so you have to read the whole way through so what have you suggested well I bought seven films I took back with me nice okay one I hadn't seen I saw Cast Away because I thought Tom Hanks is a thing it's pretty rubbish Fine. it's basically a FedEx advert right have you seen it no yes I saw it in the it cinema it has got some of the the most incredible product placement of FedEx <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life it's just a, it's a long so that was rubbish uh, but I guess I've got the comedies did I she thought, like it she hadn't seen that one yet oh. uh we watched... I went for Steve Martin's A Safe Choice. So I've got Planes, Trains, Automobiles. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. Um, Roxanne. Classic. And uh, Harry... Uh, and I also got uh, Groundhog Day. Great stuff. Yeah. I got The Shawshank Redemption, even though it is quite... But I think it's quite a hopeful film. Mm-hmm. It's I got, it's got bum rape in it, though, hasn't that's it? I mean, that's not that. really grounds, is it? Well, I don't know. Maybe she went could pass. But we watched... Um, so I was trying to work out what films are safe for grabs. We watched, and we watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's brilliant that film. It is great. Michael Caine and Steve Martin. It's really nice to see. I mean, there's one point where uh, he puts on a Glover's Ruprecht and oils up as if he's going to do something to himself. That was one point. I thought, oh, I couldn't remember that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's where you were just like, nice cup of tea, Graham. They've seen it all. She would live with a war. Yeah, that's true. There must be lots of fingers up. Bomb Loads of yeah, stopping the bombs getting in there. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing worse than a bomb lands directly inside your sphincter. Terrible stuff. Yeah. Well, at least you'd be protecting the neighbours. There's still yeah. people with unexploded devices, aren't there? That's why St Paul's never got hit because loads of people lay on top of it and they with their the pants and trousers. <laughs> Have you seen the film Man on Fire? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's a pretty I standard... I, I enjoyed it too. It's a pretty standard Denzel Washington <coughs> is the bodyguard of a young girl who gets kidnapped. Apart from this one scene that is totally, completely different to the rest of the film. And I've since read up and found it was actually from another screenplay that didn't get greenlit and they just cut and paste it. But where he puts a bomb up a man's ass, Oh, yeah! In order to get information out of him. Um, so this guy is over a bonnet of his car with his... Uh, with his pants around his ankles, and apparently he's put an anal bomb up it. Um, I mean, that's what, what they made a bomb, especially bomb special. For- a bum bomb. But surely, if you're holding a bomb anyway, it's just going to get. You're going to blow up. You mm. don't need to Well, exactly. Bomb a really tiny bomb. But all that yeah. says as a story beat to me is. This guy's got a thing about bombs, yeah. hasn't he? I mean, there's no need yeah. to threaten a man by putting a bomb up his bomb. No. And, and he sets it off as well after he's got the information out of him. Well, that's quite good to know because I won't do that in the bombing man. I won't put that in. Yeah, That's been done, and yeah. it's been done by been Denzel, done. so it's not going to be done any better. And uh, there's an episode of uh, South Park where... Um, where I think it's Hillary Clinton has a snook in her snooze. So uh, that's been done as well. Oh. Okay. Everything's been done. It's all oh. been done. Bombs in every hole. Literally every hole's been got done. <laughs> With a bomb. Well, on that note, let's read some um, letters out. Oh. Well, yeah. Um, but before we do, oh, if anyone sorry. has any suggestions for films for Marek's Gran, yes. or all the Grands, then why not email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, as these people have done. And it's co- light-hearted comedies... People who are depressed want to watch with not too much wearing it. I've, I've found the older generation usually goes for uh, dancing. They quite like dancing, don't they? Not modern, sexy dancing, but you know. She's, seen all, she's seen all the black and white ones. Yeah, Strictly Ballroom's a good film. Did boring. she like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Yeah, we had a really good laugh over oh, it. Oh, good. Oh, that's good. It's just brilliant. It's just funny. Mm. Yeah. That bit when he comes in, his doctor, what's his name, and Ruprex and <laughs> can't fit his legs and he's whipping it. Very funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, Nick Gatfield's written in. He doesn't suggest a voice. Um, Dear American David, just thought you should sh- you should share my joy at two of my favourite podcasts crossing over just now when Henning Vane heavily plugged Wolfsburg throughout his appearance on BBC's Fighting Talk. Wow. Prior to this, I only thought Wolfsburg only existed in Film Fandango world. To find out that gives me real hope that one day that the bombing man would also be realised. <laughs> Keep bumming the Volsballs. This okay. is a, this is a reference to Volsball, which is a sport I created and have put a lot of my savings into, and um, which about thirty people play in the field in North London, including David and Simon, and Simon plays for my team, the great Muzzle Hill Supermoons, who are on a five-game losing streak. But Simon had a great de- debut, and since then he's not really played. I haven't really well. pulled it 
pulled it together since then, unfortunately. If you want to find out about Vulsport, go to Vulsport.com and buy a t-shirt to save me from losing all my money. Okay. It's, a great, it's a great sport, which I suspect, given that it's now autumn, will be kind of under the radar until the sun comes back I'm, out. I worry yeah. about that because there's, there's a lot of lateral movement, isn't there? And, and a wet pitch could really I think be an the ankle breaker. the season's pretty much over, mm. but next year we'll be doing the World Championships. I, I'm uh, The uh, Camden Kongs, my team, are already in hardcore training sessions uh, on a... Uh, Daily basis until next season, so we are going to be ripped. Well, I Maybe think we can I find think... an indoor training academy and or go to Florida to train. Yeah, we just need to, if you want to sponsor Film Fandango or Volksball, please contact us. I mean, I just need money. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> David Reed, brother John Reed, he's, he's in contention for Player of the Season. He's very good, my he's brother. Good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, tall as well. Anyway, let's just. Uh, this is not to talk about sport, it's to talk about bloody films. Yes. Fran um, Jolly's written in. Do you want to. Um... I'll read Fran Jolly's email. What does she want? Oh, it's he. And he's written emails. Oh, he, people. sorry. Everyone seems to be banging on about false sport today. Well, including me. Um, Fran, sorry for assuming you're a lady, Fran Jolly. Fran's written in quite a few times. <laughs> I've already here. assumed he was a lady. <coughs> Why did you never tell me before? There's a little photo of him here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, please read in a Pee Wee Herman voice. I've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. What's he sound like? Pedophile. I think he's... Because of this kind of voice. Hey, hey. Yeah, no, it's not. Right okay. Like uh, Kermit the Frog on drugs. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Kermit the Frog, he masturbated while the back of the in a cinema, yeah. Right. <laughs> I won't be in films for a while. Hello, hello, hello. Congratulations on being 200. I it's did... slightly late all week's point. It was about two, uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. I did write in before about Vosball, but alas, not used, frowny face. So, I shall try again, as you keep saying that the inbox is bare. He's They're... just turned into the guy from, um, in... It's Frank Oz, I think. No, it's the guy who was always in that, in Police Academy. He used to be like... Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat yeah, Goldthwait, yeah, yeah. director of, um, World's Greatest Dad. Oh, really? There yeah. you go. Ha <laughs> ha! That's Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay. Back to Perry Harry. And the best part is, this I could listen to this voice for hours. Most people have stopped listening by now, it's fine. Now for a book on tape. Now that sounds like Christopher Walken. It's going all over the place. It's sort of fuzzy bear at the same time. Okay. There is a lot of talk about Inside Out being the first animation to win Best Film at the next year's Oscars. So it got me thinking, which Oscar-winning movies would it be better off as animation? Or what animations would it be better off as live-action picture? Hayao Miyazaki films are always critically acclaimed masterpieces, but would be just... Would they just be an eye-rolling mental mess if they were live-action affairs? When the wind blows would be my shout out for a live action version. And I think we would all like to see an animated version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Sorry, I was just being a silly billy. No, I would pick an animated version of Slumdog Millionaire. It would allow for more visual flights of fancy and some Bollywood songs. Recent films that you should see are Me and Earl of the Dying Girl. And the canon documentary... Electric, Bo- Electric Boogaloo. Both get eight Fran stars. All the best, Francis Jolly. That's a good question. It's a good question. Good Lord. I think When the Wind Blows would not be a good uh, live-action film. There's something they're quite so beautiful. Innocent, they're so innocent, those characters. Yeah, there. there's something quite dramatic. beautiful when you do a very realistic um, animated film, isn't there? Is that the war one? Yeah, I mean, you, 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 yeah, we yeah, didn't one. think it was brilliant, but I think it may have been the version we watched. But Grave of the Fireflies again is one where it could all be done, but if it was child actors, it wouldn't be as good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. I prefer animation to CGI, which is how most of these yes, things me, would have to be too, done. Yeah. So it's like the suit. I think I, I much prefer watching bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, but that Batman the cartoon, I quite like the way that. Oh, it's the best version of Batman, in yeah. my opinion. The animated series. Yeah, but I d- and I think I hate superhero films, or any superhero film would be better if it was a good cartoon. You know who plays the Joker in Batman the Animated Mark Series? Hamill. Mark Hamill. Mark yeah. Hamill. Yes! Luke Skywalker himself. And so, like, the, I mean, the, they're doing the killing joke. Is it the killing joke? Which yeah. Is, the comic is am- so beautiful. Got it over there. Oh, it took him about seven years for me to do, didn't it? A ridiculous amount of time. Yeah, yeah. 
but that will be I'd like to see an animated version of, of that comic sort of brought to life yes. that'd be good yes uh, but yeah things like the, the Asterix movies with Gerard Depardieu as Obelix and stuff mm. it's all a bit weird yeah. because they don't know how to dress them up because they look like they're dressed as cartoons, cartoons rather than yeah. this is a world you can believe in. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, and the Finchstones was awful as well. I hated yeah. that. Would you want to see a live-action uh, Toy Story with Tom Hanks and... Uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Tim Allen? No. No, no. Weird, wouldn't it? Really would just weird. Be weird. Yeah. Really weird with... Um, that's uh, probably on the. Uh, how, where's that on IMDb? Two fifty Toy Story. Oh, it's got to be high. I haven't seen it? that either. I think it's you top haven't th- seen Toy Story. I know. It's not, it's not in the top. T- <coughs> it's surprisingly low. I think it's in late one late hundreds. Okay. Is that right? Uh, What's your score on it, by the way? Thirty-three City Lights. I said oh. that. City I've Lights seen Lights City Lights now, and then so. I just need to watch another Chaplin. City I, Lights has dropped to thirty-six, so you oh, are 36. on thirty-six. Lawrence of Arabia after that I've never seen it I haven't seen that either it's great it's a beautiful it? film yeah 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 should we read one more letter then before we um... well we've got a game to play as well so oh we've got letters okay read the letter we've and got then we'll play games the game. okay let's bad films with good backstories uh, he's a pirate accent we've done it right now. okay Do he's you... from Ivan Jiri it's a good name isn't it it is a good name Hello, David. Hello, David, American buddy. I'm from Devon, so please can you read us in your best pirate accent? I notice in your accent, turn to Norfolk. (laughs) I notice in your accent, 200th edition of the podcast, you mentioned both Kevin Smith and Haley Joe Osmond. This in your discussion about the aborted Burton Cage Superman movie set me thinking about a Smith and Osmond recently made together. Made together should be a film there called Tusk. To be honest, it's not a great film, but it had a very interesting gestation. <laughs> In one of the many podcasts he does, Kevin Smith was talking about an advert he'd seen on Gumtree where someone was looking for a flatmate. And one of the stipulations was the flatmate would have to dress as a walrus for an hour a day to remind the landlord of a walrus he'd befriended when shipwrecked. <laughs> It's hurting my voice and go normal. Okay. It turns out the advert was a hoax, but Smith was taken with the idea and so asked his Twitter followers if they thought he should make a film of it. They said... Yes. 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 So he wrote a script, raised some funding, and then made the film within a few months. If only... Months. (laughs) Within a few months. Within a few months. That was my mistake. (laughs) If only it was always easy, eh, Merrick? Then we'd have the bumming man to look for too soon. Everyone's talking about it this week. I mean, there's a lot of buzz around the bumming man. I think a Kickstarter campaign now would be well-timed. Really? As I say, the film isn't brilliant. I give it four Ivans. But I was fascinated to see it because it was born out of a chat on a podcast and the filmmaker not letting go of this idea go. So can you think of any other movies that are interesting to watch? Not because they're good, but because how and why they are made. Hmm. You're watching the films Ivan Jiri. How and why they were made. <coughs> Mm. This question probably takes a, a quite bit of a research, research mm. and thought rather than just yeah. mm. just sort of winging it live. I'm trying to mm. think of any sort of fun stories around films at all, and I'm, I'm struggling. Well, I, think I suppose there are all those like production crises stories mm. and things where, like, oh yeah, that would have been better. I'm trying to think of a good like, oh, for example, like um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yes, probably my well. My least favourite of the first four. Well, it was Lethal Weapon 4 that they then just changed the title on. It, well, originally it was a film called Simon Says. Right, that yes. Was, w- that was repurposed as a diehard film. But it was going to be Lethal Weapon 4 between those two stages. Really? Which is why it's a buddy movie between a white guy and a black guy. Oh, and then when they rewrote it to be Die Hard 3, they, uh, they wrote Samuel L. Jackson into the opening 20 minutes. Right. Um, that make, that things like that make me go. I wish it had just been a film called Simon Says and not just yeah, sort of yeah. derailed it's, the Die Hard it's franchise. A bit high concept for Die Hard, almost. Isn't well, it, it just it's, sort of takes the essence of Die Hard and sort of just pisses it into the wind, really, doesn't it? Yeah. It's meant to be a guy in an enclosed space, and suddenly it's like sprawling. N- now he's in all of New York, and, and it's just it's just an action the, movie. The two bubbling liquids of 
two brightly coloured liquids that mix to form a bomb oh, yeah. doesn't feel diehard. No. That feels a bit too camp yes. to me. But I enjoyed it, so there. Oh, it's um, a fun film, but it's not quite diehard. Well, I since Die like... Hard 4 and 5 have come out, it's gone up in the, oh, the diehard rankings. It's the third best. best die, hard, yeah, exactly. die Hard 4, what, point wherever it is. Point five. Or is it 4.0? Five? There's 5 as well. There's 4.0 is horrific. And then Live Free and Die Hard is worse. Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't I seen five. It's Even though there's every time I go on Netflix and sort of see it, I'm like, oh, you know, Die Hard, and then I look at the reviews and you go, see that you're I'm going. Not waste the hang time. on, you're going on Netflix. When you've got the uh, Godfather, Godfather on DVD, I think the Godfather is even on Netflix. To be honest, you're a prick, mate. <laughs> Thanks ever so much for having me, as ever. Um, right, here we go. <laughs> right, uh, we're going to play the casting game now. Uh, it's Do been I a take while. My trousers off? So, that's right, the casting cast <laughs> yeah. game. Um, uh, now you're, you've brought some ID, haven't you? With you, yeah, I've got the glove and the lube, um, and I've got the bomb already in. So. Great. It's really bum heavy this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? What is that smell? It's Marek. Um So yeah. the casting game. We mentioned last week, uh, very briefly, in discussion of John Wick. Uh, the, I liked that film. The, well, Marek hated it, so okay. that's. Uh, we don't want to get back onto Marek's hate. Listen week to last week. Um, oh, listen to last week's episode, and you'll realise why you're completely wrong. <laughs> okay. And is how it, is your, it fun? In your opinion... Is it fun? To be honest, I went in with quite high expectations because I'd heard it was an excellent action film. And I think my expectations were almost a little bit too high. Okay. It definitely delivered and was enjoyable. There it's you go. It's a three and a half star movie, probably. It's a, like a, I think it's a two star movie. It's like a cartoon. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, I might watch I think we probably would I'm both say of... the same things about it, but our ultimate ratings would yeah. be different. I, I'm a fan Maybe you're of crappy action films. I'm, I'm a huge action enjoy. film fan. Anyway, we mentioned briefly Bill and Ted uh, and Keanu Reeves, uh, how he started out. We're going to do the casting game for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So, it's our new versions of uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire, Ted Theodore Logan, and uh, otherwise known as Wild Stallions. And Rufus, their time-travelling mentor. Sam Demas High School Football Rules. That's right. <laughs> Damn right they rule. Um, okay, Marek, I've no idea what I'm going to say. So why don't you go first on... <laughs> why don't you go first on Bill S. Preston well, that's one, can, I, can we do Rufus first? Rufus, okay, fine. Rufus. So, Originally played by George Carlin. George Carlin, the fantastic George R.I.P. Carlin. Um, he, yeah, he brought a sort of wit and intelligence to it didn't he that was just sort of America's Doctor Who shall we say yeah. ha, I'm going to go who, who weirdly travels through time in a different phone box that's true <gasps> um, the parallels yeah yeah so who well, I'm going to go for yeah for Rufus I'm going to go for an actor I'm going to go for a good actor who, who bring who I've not really seen do a comedy role really who I'd like to yes one of the greatest actors of the generation I think Joaquin Phoenix Wow, that is a that is an edgy Rufus. We'd be really good there, Jim, doing a comedy thing. He probably would be good, actually. He did a he comedy a thing in Inherent touch. Vice, but nobody watched it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did not see that. That's no. quite. Show, yeah, I think he, he could do anything. He can mm. do anything. Well, He's versatile. I'm going to go for someone who is now uh, older generation comic, which George Carlin was at the time. So you've got that glint in the eye that keeps it all. It's all going to be fine. We're not going to go down the uh, time travelling. Your you've killed your own mother route. Um, I'm going to go with Bill Murray. Well, oh. that's almost like playing the Joker, isn't it? <laughs> you that can play it once a year because I mean, he wouldn't do he, it. No. Well, well you never might, know, do you? You never know. You, can, you ring He's, him up. You leave a message on his answer that's phone right, or, or you whatever. Put something in his PO box, <laughs> right. and that's it. You throw the bottle with the note in it into the Pacific and hope. Okay. Um, I mean, you can't drop the the BM bomb. Th- that because that just it's, wins it's lazy, everything. Isn't it? are, you, are you are you adding a new rule to this game that Bill Murray is a no go zone? I can't add rules to your game, guys. But I feel like Bill Murray is almost the he's so adored that everyone would say yeah. So be brave. So be brave. Be the one person that's different. <laughs> are you going to be the man who says no to Bill Murray? No, I love Bill Murray. So what are you going to say then? <sighs> I mean, I think Bill Murray would be good as that role. But equally, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is a is a great actor and pr- probably could bring a lightness of touch to it. And yeah, but it's Bill Murray and he's older, so let's use him up while he's still here. Right, it's Bill Murray. Okay. Right. 
Okay, so... But I do think you used a cheat code on that. Okay, I, I take that on board. I, in my defence, I've not used Bill Murray before. Okay. In over 200 episodes. But if you say Bill Murray for both of the other roles as well, <laughs> I might have to take Bill issue Murray. with it. Ted. We're going for Ted next then. Ted Theodore Logan, who was yep. originally played by Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one I have no idea of who I'm picking. Um, how young do you think we have to go with Oh, I've actually just had a great idea. Oh. Wait, it's not you're not playing. No, oh, no, that's interesting though that you that you someone's clicked in mine. Yeah, someone has clicked in. Uh, do you want me to do mine first? Yeah, do because I'm not going to beat you because I I'm I'm drawing a complete blank on this one. Chris Hemsworth, not bad. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. We've all thought Thor. it's just the yeah, yeah. everyone's thought of someone with like longish yeah, yeah, hair. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth can play the stoner, but he could play that. I yes, mean, really... he would be all right, wouldn't he? Yeah, Sur- sort of surfer dude. He's yeah. quite he's a quite bigger guy, the bigger sort of Okay, well uh, I don't think I'm gonna win this one, but I'm I've thought of somebody who I think can do this role. This is sort of what he's been doing in You're the You're gonna say Channing Tatum. No. I was thinking of Channing Tatum as well actually. That wasn't a bit who too I... buff yeah. for those well, guys. I mean, they're they're, they're losers in a garage, you know. I'm gonna go for uh James Franco. Yeah, that's nice actually. Although equally he could play uh Tother. Tother, he, he yeah, he could. He He's could. just sort of interchangeable. That's a tough one because I do think that Hemsworth is is a bit too lunky. You know, it's, I watched Ted, Black Hat Ted recently is where the, he was a hacker, and it was like, come yeah. on, Ted what? is the more surfer dude of the two. <laughs> yes, I would say so. That's the thing; they're so young and lanky, aren't they? It's come difficult. on, hurry up, mate! I'm going to give it to Larwood on this one. Yes, and I'm going to float who just popped into my head. Yes. yes. Again, maybe a little bit too uh, Adonis-like. Um, Taylor Kirsch. Don't know who Taylor Kirsch is. He's from Friday Night Lights. Ah. And more recently, uh, season two of True Detective. How do you spell Kirsch? Uh, John Carter, he was in that. Yes. Oh, wow. How do you spell Kirsch? Uh, K-I-T-S-C-H. Kitch. Kitch. Oh, okay, yeah. That yeah. guy. He is yeah. very handsome. Though. He's very handsome and ripped, yeah. Yeah. But he's quite sort of... I could see him being quite stonery because he's quite doody in Friday Night Lights. Okay. Have you not watched Friday Night Lights? I still haven't watched Friday Night Lights. Okay, let's go for Bill when you can go first. Okay. um, I'm going for someone uh, based upon seeing him in both Horrible Bosses 2 and Into the Woods where he was actually brilliantly funny and I was not expecting it at all. Chris Pine. Hmm. Too much that is too buff. Wild card. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think these two are very hard to cast. Yeah. And I, I I think that is a there's a sort of eighties naivety to the to the performances that everyone's a bit they're a bit straight these days. Our actors, they're not as interesting. Well, yeah. Keanu Reeves is more like And comedies aren't as as wacky. Yeah, but Keanu's more like um, Ted that he isn't like Ted. You know what I mean? What did he do before that? Was he Ooh, in he much pa- parenthood and stuff like that? Yeah, okay. I'm <coughs> I'm going. So I've got I've got to I've got to go soon to work. Oh. So I'm speeding this whole game up. Okay. Sure. I'm going for Rupert Grint. <laughs> Goodness, with an American accent. Wow. Have you ever seen him with an American accent? I bet he could do it. Does he do one in Thunderpants? He's quite funny. He's quite funny. He'd be better than... He's, he's a different look as well. I, I've never seen him in anything, unfortunately. You, you haven't seen, seen Harry, Harry Potter? Potter film? No. Well, get off this show. <laughs> yeah, this show is all about Harry Potter. Listen, I recently <laughs> read Philosopher's Stone for the first time. Yeah. I thought it was quite good. So you I've don't got, even see it, so I'm, I've lost. Basically, I've lost. Chamber of Secrets. Well, ready. I, I'll go for Peter Dinklage instead. <laughs> I have seen the first three seasons of Game of Thrones. No spoilers, please. I'm going for Peter Dinklage instead. <sighs> I mean, that's... oh, you've changed your choice. It's a bit of a wild I'm going card. for Bill Murray. <laughs> I've got to give it to Murray again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the end. Of that stupid guy. Uh, who are you going for? Who are you going for from the first two choices? Uh, Chris Pine or Rupert? Grimm? I mean, I've only seen Chris Pine in Star Trek. I think. Uh, you just have to trust me on this. It's very funny. Who do you want to win, me or David? <laughs> That's not what it's about. We should do it blind, really. I, I've not seen Rupert Grint in anything. Do you have a backup choice? No, but I'm right. I, Rupert Grint is better than no, Chris Pine for not. this role. I definitely agree. 
God, I'd be a bad Chris Pine has his own hair. He wouldn't need a wig for it. You don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm to- I'm, that's a rubbish end to it, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's no Bill. He's been cut from the script. Bill is called Ted. Played by a, um, a cartoon character. Um, in keeping with your, you prefer animation oh, to a cell shaded cartoon character of Alex Winter. Of Alex Winter, who's voiced by Alex Winter. Okay. All right, fine. That's done. Listen, <laughs> you bought filming, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you really have to go. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Um, yes. Going to motor through this, are we? Okay. Well, who won that? I don't know. David, you can win it. Thank you. Um, right. So it should be nicer to me, mate. We must decide to bring a film in. <laughs> looks so, so pissed off. For such an angry man, he's very touchy. Yeah. Um, what film did you bring in? What film did you bring in, Sam? <laughs> um, I brought in uh, Noah Baumbach's ninety-five Francis Ha debut. Everything he's done: Kicking and Screaming, Kicking and Screaming, nineteen ninety-five. Nineteen ninety-five. Not to be confused with the two thousand and five Will Ferrell comedy. Please don't watch that one instead. Um, I nearly did until I then reread the email. I did make it very clear. You did. You did. Um, Tell us a bit about this film, the synopsis of it, before we get into it. Okay. I think it's what I'll I'll preface it by saying it's one of my favourite films, Um, and I think it's it, it is that because it's a film of a time. The film is about a bunch of. Uh, guys and girls who've just graduated from a liberal arts college in America and are sort of in that no man's land where they go from having a purpose in life to not really knowing what they're doing, not having any like goals, don't know how to fill their time. They're still sort of caught up in that sort of studious world of like, you know, being well read and quite clever and broadly intelligent about all the stuff they learn in four years of liberal arts college. Uh, but still, you know, drinking and shagging and doing all that stuff. And I watched it in my first year of university. Oh, really? Uh, on VHS, on a portable TV in my dorm room. Uh, and it really just, it just like spoke to me in that way where you were just like, oh yeah, that, that's what I want. I want to be that. And I definitely like talked like it, dressed like it for a while, in the same way that after I watched Swingers, I think that sort of spoke to me in a way where I was like, I want to be that also. This had that sort of, yes, oh, I wish I was well-read and went to a liberal arts college and wasn't doing media studies at the University of Sunderland. Um, and yeah. And how, do you, I, how do you view it now, though? Well, I re-watched it this morning. Me, um, I watched it this morning. I've since, I mean, I've watched it loads of times in the interim. Uh uh, obviously, I watched it a lot on VHS until that ended, and then it was released on Criterion Collection DVD, sure. which, regardless of what Marek thinks, means it must be a good film. <laughs> and so yeah. I rewatched it a few years ago, and then I rewatched it this morning, and I still love it. I think it, I think it has that rose tintedness to it because it it kind of triggers the same emotions that I probably felt when I was seventeen. Literally, he's twenty years old. But I I find this really interesting because I watched it. And I thought it was incredibly accurate of who you are as a young adult at that time, especially uh, for a British audience, especially sort of your time at university. And I I found that incredibly awkward (coughs) because they are idiots. Right. You know, I I didn't find it, maybe it's because I'm now in my 30s, but I didn't find I wanted to emulate it. I I felt awkward about my own past. Right. Because... All of the conversations, and I think it's very knowing uh, in the script and by the director, as the camera passes past conversations in the very first scene and it carries on through the whole film, you get get these snippets of the banal shit that everyone's talking about, that they they have all the education in the world, but haven't a clue what matters. Right, and they spend their time, like, quizzing each other on, like, naming all the Friday the 13th movies. It's all about lists. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. it's all about lists of things, rather than... But then it's kind of peppered with that pseudo-intellectual chat about, you know, philosophers and, like, classic literature and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's kind of constantly undermined by, by, like you say, going... Like what? Arguably, what a waste it is that they've spent hundreds of thousands of pounds, and now yeah. one of them's working in a video shop. And like, it's it's quite refreshing because no one's really. I remember when I left university when you're like what twenty one, twenty two, that awful abyss. It is horrible. Yeah, and no one's made films. There's not many films about this at all. That horrible first moment, 
And when I, I don't, I watched them, I really hated Francis Ha, and I didn't like the one I saw recently about what we do when we're adults and we come up called. Well, we're young. It, yeah, have you seen The Squid and the Whale? Yeah, ages ago. Okay. But I thought uh, his writing annoyed me. This, it started off, and the first 10 minutes I thought, Ah, oh, I hate this. all that sort of smug writing. But, <laughs> exactly the same but for me. After but after it, you you. But you realise that's it. that's the characters. Yeah. That's the not character, the author's the character's voice. Really that's the characters. Yeah. And and deliberately. I yeah, think, you know, absolutely. That whole, like, oh, I've I've been to Prague. Well, it's, I've never been to Prague, but like I know what that is. Yeah, you know, and for Americans, of, that's what Prague is. It's, and, and it's that entirely self-involved singular perspective yeah. of they can't see that maybe Prague exists for people who are from Prague as yeah, well yeah, rather yeah. than it exists as just sort of like an American cliche yeah. um, of young life it's a it's a weirdly tragic film that doesn't feel tragic by the end by because it's told non-linearly as yeah, well yeah. that they end on a happy beat even though it sort of isn't mm. yeah um, well I suppose it has it has it's interspersed by flashbacks isn't it to how the main character Grover and his yes. girlfriend meet, and that sort of it's throughout not, the film. It's not Grover it. from um, Sesame Street. Just, the Muppets, yeah, just, no. we, just so we can be clear on that. I don't um, know if they're related. I don't know. It's really, it feels really original. The writing, the jokes are really funny. The char- there's loads of really different characters, and so the jokes get better and better once you understand the characters and how they. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know how old he was when he made this. Cause it was I think quite, he was like 24, maybe. It's a really, it's really clever sort of yeah. look at that age. Yeah, what is. I find so interesting about uh, Noah Bambach, who has subsequently made The Squid and the Whale, Margaret the Wedding, Francis Ha, uh, While We're Young, and Mistress America, which is in cinemas now, um, is that, I guess, you know, he made that when he was in his early 20s about just leaving college, sort of reflecting on those years. And aside from maybe the middle bit where he kind of, like co-wrote the Steve Zizou thing and like some other oh, stuff. He? Yeah, okay. he sort of worked uh, with what's his face who did that and the yeah. hotel thing. I'm not a huge fan of him. You know who I mean? Yeah, yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel. Where's Anderson? Where's, Where's Anderson? Anderson? Yeah. So those guys are mates, I guess. Um, but like latterly, like Francis Ha, while we're young, Mistress America are kind of like his commentary now on life. Like while we're young, especially is about some people in their sort of. It could have been the first ten minutes was great. They just faded away. Right. I'm sort of amazed though that it's um, that he was that age when writing mm. because it's. I think the screenplay is incredibly self-aware. Yeah, I mean, that's better, that's better without, than his recent stuff. I without think. spoiling it too much, I mean the um, uh, Grover's sort of final beat actually, which isn't the final beat, the story of him uh, going to do a grand romantic gesture to fly to Prague and talking to uh, Susan from Friends. That's right. Um, <laughs> after he's talked to his dad, Ross's dad. That's friend. correct. Um, <laughs> he, no, he's not Ross's dad from Friends. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Yeah, but Elliot That's his Gould's... most famous role. He's in shitloads no, of stuff. No, he wasn't in MASH, mate. He, was, he wasn't in MASH. Oh. Um, so, um, that that is such a perfectly, uh, I think, written piece about being that age where you get swept up in this wave of emotion and finally you do something yeah. anything and then a single hurdle Swiss gets in your way and you're just reality. like oh well then I'll yeah. then I won't it's so beautifully <laughs> written though isn't it yeah. like, and then she goes like Cause you can he, always go tomorrow he could go tomorrow <coughs> yeah. he could go tomorrow of course he won't go tomorrow but he won't no. we know he won't um, no, I, I think it's an excellent piece absolutely brilliant I've never heard of it oh good yeah. well that's if anything I like to bring slightly lesser known obscure films onto this podcast and bring them to the attention of your listeners yes I really enjoyed it and what, one thing you should, I don't know how to if you've got I don't know is it legal that odor? yeah it's legal it's on US Netflix so if you're already adept at watching US Netflix you'll know however Marek was not and thus I introduced him to the uh, browser plugin Hola which allows you to basically switch which region your browser is looking at the world from so that you can watch different region of Netflix I mean yeah. Film Fandango does not condone or <laughs> yeah the use of IP address yeah. masking software it's so not illegal uh, yeah it's not illegal is it not no it's not illegal uh, okay 
But if you do that, you can watch loads of American Netflix. It's really yeah. easy, yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's not illegal. You, have to, probably, be, you have to be a member of you Netflix. You are probably breaking the terms and conditions of your contract with Netflix. That's well, probably what it is. I can't read. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So therefore, I it. I therefore it. the law does not apply to you. No, I, no, no, no you bought it off iTunes. I bought it off iTunes, I didn't know it was on iTunes. for £2.30 something. So. There's also a Criterion Collection DVD. Do you remember DVDs? I remember Criterion Collection DVDs. Yeah. We had the which version of Brazil, which has three copies of the film in it. As well as a load of extras. Does it have a branching edition so you can watch the different versions? No, because they're on different discs because My the film word. is so long. Hey, before we go, yeah, um, Simon, you make a lot of really good films on YouTube, which I enjoy. What is your? How do we watch it? How can our listeners watch these? Thank you, Marek. Um, you could, I suppose, the easiest way might be just to go to my website, which is simonfielder.com. Fielder spelled F-E-I-L-D-E-R. Or if you are adept at YouTube, um, my username is Kid Capricorn. Yeah, they're really go. great. You should watch those. And also, yeah. watch, watch your, your Twitter thing as well. I want to do that, bollocks. That's just at Simon Fielder, Twitter, Facebook. F E I L D E R. Not the German way. Not the German way. I before E, except after me. That's the one. Um, well, thank you, Simon. Thank you for bringing on. Uh, thank you so much Street. for having thank me. Thank you for going. It's been a delight. Uh, listeners, if you would like to contribute towards our podcast running costs, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk. Uh, it's the only way we can keep it free. Um, and everyone who has done, thank you very much for that. Um, we will be back next week. Keep, keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.